Michael Deacon, Michael Deacon, Michael Deacon, Michael Deacon, Michael Deacon, Michael Deacon. I'm glad you are. You 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 put together innovation, and it's fun. And I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. And shut up, shut up, shut up. End of day. The freedom of speech is being taken away. And welcome to a brand new life, to a brand new day, all the way from the wastelands of California. My name is Michael, and I look forward to once again serve you those sounds of salvation. First time listeners, turn on, tune in, and drop out. This is a different kind of show, a place where we don't feel so alone. Let us chase away the light no matter what you at home choose to believe. I do admire you for your curiosity. Live and direct right now on the TuneIn Radio app. Search End of Days. Go to michaeldeacon.com. If you care to interact with me or other listeners, this is a call-in show. Never forget that number is 760-332-8724. One more time, 760-332-8724. My guest today is Oli... Damigard. For more than 30 years, he has worked very hard on solving the mystery behind the assassination of the Swedish Prime Minister Olaf Palm, something that has turned out to be a very dangerous task and has cost the lives of some of his closest friends. He believes that he has managed to solve one of the century's biggest murder mysteries his extensive research has also revealed incredible links to other big political events like the killing of JFK, John Lennon, Robert Kennedy, and many others. He is dedicated to revealing the New World Order's agenda, including false flag operations all over the world. His goal is to prevent the so-called global elite from turning this beautiful world into a scary, controlled and fearful place. Once again, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing me into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again, not on a night like this. Good morning and good evening. Always an honor and pleasure to be here. Thank you to those here in America and those outside of America for listening to this program. Thank you. It's always nice to be here, and this morning will be a bit of a rattlesnake. I hope all of you are ready. I believe my first and only guest is ready to go right now, so let's bring him in. Oli, are you there? I sure am. Are you there? Oh, wonderful. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so glad we could finally do this after so long. I, I've been waiting uh, to talk to you, sir. Well, it's my absolute pleasure. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, before we begin, can uh, you tell us a little bit about yourself? Give us some uh, some of your background here. 
Well, I was uh, I was born in Denmark many years ago, moved to Sweden when I was a kid. I, w- I grew up in a family that was very much involved in the Danish resistance movement against the Nazi occupation during the Second World War. So I, I grew up with all of these stories about how important it is to stand up for what is true and right, even though you're in a minority and that you're up against uh, overwhelming force, brutal force often. Then when I was quite young, I started working as a journalist in Sweden. And uh, over the years, I became, uh, I think, quite good at listening more than speaking and also understanding that very often what is uh, answered when you ask a question is not always the truth or the whole truth and nothing but the truth, but can be very, uh, you know, like can be very much sweet talking and also covered up. And also that uh, you will often find the real truth in the silence in between what is being said. So uh, then in the, then in the, I think it was around 1980, uh, I I became very, very uh, interested, almost obsessed about the JFK assassination, trying to find out what happened with with JFK, which led me into the area of uh, Robert Kennedy, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X as well. And, uh, I was uh, well. I was totally devoted. In, I, I traveled to England. I traveled to the U.S. Uh, trying to find witnesses, trying to find books, and so on. Because this was way before the internet and so on, so it wasn't that easy. And then in 1986, the Swedish Prime Minister Ola Palme uh, allegedly got shot dead in the streets of Stockholm, which was uh, an absolute uh, horrendous shock for the nation and for. For Europe as well, but it was it was almost very similar to the the reaction to the JFK assassination in the U.S., where it just uh, it was the last country you would expect something like this to happen in. And then I so I thought uh, I I need to find out what's going on here. So I quit my job. I moved to Stockholm, and I got involved with uh, people, uh, normal people, uh, you know, anything from lawyers, uh, former police officers. Uh, bankers, anyone. I like how you said that, by the way. You're just like normal people. Well, <laughs> what, is, what is normal people? But exactly, I mean, just yes. ordinary, right. so-called ordinary mm-hmm. people, uh, which I don't, I find very few people ordinary. I think uh, most people, when you Definitely, start really yes. asking them questions or, or start listening to them, you will find that they have an ex- extraordinary uh, history to tell, even in in lives that could on the outside uh, from the outside look quite boring and so on once you get into a deeper level you will find a, a, a exceptional human beings oh and i i, I agree 100 percent. everyone has a story to tell and everybody has a cross to bear as well it's like oh, yes. uh, it's like buddha said you know pain is <laughs> then the question is how to deal with it right life and is pain so there is pain in life. There's no way to avoid it. So you better find a way how to deal with the cards you've been dealt. And right. so I find that really interesting as well, because that in this universe we live in, it's like there is good, there is bad, there is evil, there is love, all of these things. And it's part of the reason why we're here, how to deal with these different aspects of lives. And I tell you, when I remember some years ago, I was I was standing in front of my my bookshelf, and there were all of these books, either about spirituality or mass murderers or top assassinations. And I thought, 
this is a bit bizarre, isn't yeah. it? It's like very black and white, extreme to both sides. Yes, and, and that's why, you know, I have so many different things to ask you, not only just on false flag operations, but of course also things of that deal with the afterlife and other subjects that I don't think I've ever heard you talk about. I thought we could go into that as well. But before we do, once again, Oli, I think you are just a very interesting individual. And of course, you are also a musician from what I understand, correct? Yeah, I mean, music was my life. It would, I, I had no plans on or intention of getting into this area. I didn't right. even know it, it existed right. with all of these uh, operations ongoing. I, I just wanted to play music. And uh, so I, I made two solo albums. One is called, uh, the latest one was called From Prison to Paradise with lyrics that are a lot into these areas, actually. But all of them right. about yeah. how to free yourself because this is this is my whole intention. I'm I'm not sort of like a, a conspiracy geek, you know, that loves conspiracy. I just want peace, love, compassion, and uh, for these darker forces to leave us alone, so that we can get on with life and express our creativity and and just be free. That's that's the whole point of all of this. Yeah, and going back, right, right. But until that happens, we have to deal with the the rough stuff as well. And going back to your your music here, I believe I've heard one of your songs, and I thought, wow, the music is very, very 80s, which isn't a bad thing. I liked it. I was just curious what what groups influenced you early on. The thing is, the music you've heard is I recorded that album in the early early 90s, and so. That's, I think that's the reason why it sounds like that. But the, the groups, I've, I haven't heard a lot of music. Uh, by Heart Glow, listen, yeah. Yeah. No, Heart Glow is me. It's sort that's of. That's you, yes. That's your group. <laughs> I like yeah, it though. Your, not, your lyrics are, are pretty damn good there. I tell you, if you want to, uh, I, if, would it be okay if I read one of them? Yeah, go ahead. I, I was actually planning to perhaps maybe play this song at the end of the show. Okay. Yeah. But go uh, ahead. If I read out the lyrics now, maybe it will make more sense right. to you. Right, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is called From Prison to Paradise. And I think even though I wrote it in the early 90s or something like that, it's very up to date. The, yeah, that's why I'm bringing up the whole lyrics to you. They, they are good and, and kind of scary because it, it all comes full circle. <laughs> and it and you know what, Oli, as they say, um, history repeats itself. And it almost seems like here in 2017, almost 2018, it's almost like we've come full circle entirely with repeating of, of history here. But in a good way, because this is the time for us now to be able to transcend it once and for exactly, all. Exactly. Instead yes. of repeating it. So I think uh, this is a super, super exciting time to be alive, even though it's very challenging, almost like on a daily basis and scary as well oh, if you want to buy into fear. I've said that so many times on the show. I'm glad we're on that same uh, mindset. Yeah. I, if you want the negativity or bad news, I'm the wrong person. Well, maybe <laughs> with the bad news, I can come sometimes <laughs> with some dark info. Uh, but, that's funny. But uh, I'm only here to lift you. Right. Otherwise, it would be better for me to just shut up, I think. Oh, my. So here it comes. Go ahead. From, pris- from prison to paradise. <laughs> 
Once upon a time, in a place not far from here, there was so much loneliness, despair, and oh so much fear. Darkness ruled all over the land, there were lightning in the sky, causing wars and separation, with no one knowing why. These evil times raised leaders disguised as kind and true, hiding the truth in misty fog so only very few people knew, controlled by an elite few, manipulating you and me, closing out the, closing out the light and power that can make us all be free. Wake up, wake up, we gotta wake up, wake up, wake up, we gotta wake up now. Forced by invisible powers, demanded to conform into shapes unknown to mankind, making him totally abnormal, drowned in debts and sorrows, blaming others for their lot, made man believe to be inferior, feeling tiny like a dot. But then came times of change, covering countries and their towns. Few became many, and soon the prison walls came down. Starting with the men in the mirror staring right back into their eyes, understanding that this was a chance to stop those hideous lies. Unhappiness is merely an illusion of misery, based on brainwash and a misconception of true reality. From now on let's build bridges between our souls and hearts, so we together can rejoice when the final change comes to its start. Wake up, wake up, we gotta wake up. Wake up, wake up, we gotta wake up now. Turning pris Prison into paradise may seem too much to achieve, but believe me, it only takes one strong spirit to be free. The true power of a pyramid is never ever at the top. Instead, it's we the people that can make this global game stop. Did you get it? Wake up, wake up, we gotta wake up now. My goodness. And all this applies today, which is frightening. Or wonderful, because... Or wonderful too. I th because... Uh, the thing is, this has been going on forever and ever, but I think where we are now is when the, when the lyrics goes, but then came times of change covering countries and their towns. Few became many, and soon the prison walls came down. That's where we are. But also starting with a man in the mirror staring right back into their eyes, understanding that this was a chance to stop those hideous lies. The thing is, it's up to each and every one of us. It's not, we can't wait for someone else to do it. The one you've been waiting for is you. The one I have been waiting for is me. We are the one who have to do it. So uh, there you go. Hallelujah, yeah, it's, baby. It's good stuff. I, I dig it. I, so do I. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm, I. No, but I tell you, when I think that uh, inspiration comes from somewhere else, you know, in spiritus is where the word comes from. And it's like when body and mind aligns, spirit enters. So when you're inspired, it's, I think it's almost like downloading from something that is bigger than yourself. Oh, so yes. often when, when, uh, when I get inspired or something like that, I, I hardly take credit for it because I just, and then I just sitting like, wow, I like this a lot. And then other times when I try to do stuff without being inspired, I have to struggle and it just comes out really not good at all. And so, on. so Yeah, these things can I, be forced, definitely, when you feel a certain something. Uh, the pen and paper definitely come in handy when you get that, that download of information. It's like, I don't know about you, but it's like I sometimes have a pen and paper next to the bed because I just wake up and whoot, 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 download and go back to sleep. I have no idea really what oh, it's Only if you could only see my, my bedroom, there's papers <laughs> all over the place of just a bunch of writing that makes no sense. But this is how how 
this is uh, this is also a reason why I'm so optimistic because there's something much bigger than us. Well, that's uh, what I'm that's what I'm trying to that's what I'm wondering here. Not only do I I like conducting these interviews, but I like to kind of format these things as more of a conversation. And I'm I'm trying to understand some. I'm trying to understand what is the drive for you personally. I I know it was what was it really just the JFK assassination that really got you. Uh, so interested in all of this, Oli, what was exactly the, the catalyst for you? I tell you, I think that uh, uh, when I grew up as a child, I, I grew up in what looked like the perfect family. You know, uh, people came to our home and said, oh, my God, they're so happy. They're so everything was just perfect. But I grew up inside it and I knew that, yes, the surface was beautiful, but there was totally other stuff going on. And my my dad was a former military guy, and uh, uh, I don't want to say I hated him, but I sure wasn't fond of him until the last few years of his oh, life. So he was very strict but with you. He we had what uh, we called uh, I don't know how you would say that in English, democracy. I would almost call it in in English. You know the, the combination of democracy and dictatorship. Oh, we were okay. allowed to do anything we wanted as long as we did as he said. You know, it was like uh, Henry Ford. You can paint the car, whatever color you want, as long as they're black. And uh, this type of control, uh, you know, this hidden hand and uh, being controlled but being told you're free. I think I, I became almost allergic to these uh, these things and are very sensitive to when things are not the way they seem to be. So I, I somehow was, I was, I believe it was almost like I was being prepared under this family dictatorship ah. to learn how the, learn the rules of the game, how they do it, how they play us and so on. So when I grew up, I, I just reacted, you know, my, my word, my, my name means the just. And I, when it comes to injustices or bullies or, or people that are, uh, controlling and pushing down others i i cannot take it i need to right. do something i see understood and um you also mentioned olaf the the prime minister i thought olaf we could Palme. right i thought we could go yeah. over that a, a, a bit here very interesting here in america we don't really often talk about that whatsoever most americans don't even know who that is i know i know and i tell you it is, uh, if not the most complex murder mystery in the history of the world. I said it is an incredible, incredible case that is connected into the Iran Contras. George Bush is directly involved. Bush is a senior, uh, pedophile trafficking, arms trafficking. Uh, I mean, you, whatever it is, it is in this case, multi-layered and to an extent that I always try to avoid it, except if I got like five or six hours to to describe the case, because otherwise what I would say uh, will just sound like absolute taken out of the thin air, tin foil hat, all of these things. So uh, <laughs> yes. So the few times that I have done these things, uh, I do like a one day lecture where I take the first two three hours just to establish my credibility by proving the hundreds and 
hundreds and hundreds of absolute weird stuff around this whole case. And then, so that people can see for themselves, this is just absolutely bizarre. But the thing is, there is always a logic to things. There's always a reason why we're being pre- presented with lies or when they try to cover one area up and, and make you look the other way, divert the attention. There's a reason for these things. And the reason for this one, after three hours when I say, okay, now am I a tinfoil hat or are you ready to just take a few more steps with me? And people say, go for it because this, the case is incredible. I tell you, I think most of the times I do these things, the people will leave after five minutes and just go out and yawn and say, oh, my God, I've had enough. You can hear a pin drop when I do these things because, uh, like I said, absolutely it's so multi-layered. And then when I start showing what I believe to be the, the real truth uh, that I also have the, described in my book, Coup de Time Slow Motion, it's almost a thousand pages. Oh, my. It is mind-blowing. It is absolutely mind-blowing. And, and people are just in a state of shock afterwards. Uh, so I would very much prefer not to just jump in and say the no conclusion worries. of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because that is, people always want to say, so... Who killed him and why did they do it? Same with JFK. I mean, these are not easy things to answer. And and of course, I've spoken to Mr. James Fetzer, who's been a regular guest here, and we usually go over the JFK case. And of course, Mm -hmm. as you said, multi-layered indeed. Oh, yeah. There's just so much to it. Jim and I are great friends. And one of the things that I love with with, uh, Fetzer is that we totally disagree on some areas. And, but both of <laughs> really? us are, are oh, yeah, totally. That's so funny. So, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, regarding the shooters, the, who were where and so on, I totally disagree with him. And he disagrees with me. Oh, but I we're love still, that. We're, That's so we're funny. We're so open to <laughs> listen, you know, like, so I'm like, but, but Jim, what about this? What about that? Yeah, this, this, mm. this. Okay, <laughs> thank, great. That I didn't know. And then sometimes I say things and, and I've been helping him. Um, uh, I've edited and made the covers for all the Moonrock books, uh, that, uh, and I also supplied some chapters to some of them. One of the, these chapters in the JFK book, where I outlined all the people I believe was in, involved, totally not agreeing with Jim, and he published it in his book. So I think that's wonderful. Oh, that's good. Yes. I'm glad you guys have that, that friendship together and you're, you both of you are putting out excellent work, in my opinion. I hope so. Otherwise we would, uh, we would have failed. But, uh, yes. many people are, are warning me about everyone, you know, and I, I am in a weird situation where, you know, I'm, I'm surrounded by former assassins and people from the CIA. Uh, and right. FBI. And yeah. And that's what I was going to ask you a, a little bit later on. But since we're on that, that, topic i i I was curious only if you are facing any kind of harassment given the fact that you talk openly about these sort of um sensitive subjects especially given the fact um, that you're in spain right now correct yeah there's a reason why i'm in spain i had uh i spent some 12 years in sweden digging really really deep into the assassination of uh, olaf palme and it ended up in a place where two of my friends died under mysterious uh, circumstances. And I had a visit as well. Freaked me out, I tell you. Very unpleasant. And uh, so my sweetheart and I, we uh, we just decided to leave Sweden. And uh, so uh, we left and we moved uh, to Spain. 
and we've been living here since the year 2000. So that is the reason, one of the main reasons why I left Sweden was because of this thing, whole thing. Oh my. But you ask me uh, if I face any harassment. Yes, sir. I have received uh, not many, but uh, death threats, which is not, it's never very pleasant. But I believe that the, there is a distinct difference between myself and most other people in this area. And the, this difference is that I come with the intention of love, compassion, forgiveness in my heart. And that is like a higher frequency than these uh, dark conspiracies, very brutal forces and so on. And if you... If you've seen, I've seen experiments where in uh, laboratories when they've had, uh, they let different frequencies meet each other, a very high frequency and a very low frequency. What happens is that it's not that the two frequencies start fighting in them and then end up somewhere in the middle. Uh, what happens is that the lower one just gets annulled. Boom. It just disappears. Yeah. Just like when you switch on the light in a dark room and you just switch on it, it's not that the shadows are fighting against the light. They just disappear. And I don't know, but I believe that if uh, the higher you keep your frequency of love and compassion and so on, that love, I would say, is the highest frequency in the universe. Fear is the fear of pure terror is the absolute lowest one. And the higher you keep your frequency, the harder it is for them to get to you. That is also why they try to keep us in fear mode all the time, because they want us right down there with a face down in the mud and a boot on top of our, our neck. That's where they want to, because that's where they can control us. But if you are very high in your spirit, and I, I try to stay in gratitude and remind myself on an almost hourly basis uh, to just keep it up there, keep it up there, and just enjoy every single step of the way. Also accepting that I might be taken out. I mean, uh, I've been threatened. I've been uh, lots of things that is not very pleasant. But right. And I've been able to uh, to meet it with love, which has made it uh, dissolve. And I'm not talking about new age love, you know, like we or we or not that type of love. I'm talking about the highest frequency of, of love, the one that makes a parent jump into a building on fire. I'm not talking about Hollywood love either, where it's like uh, lust and uh, yeah, I love you if you fancy me, baby, that type of thing. Absolutely right. not. I'm, right. I'm, to- I'm talking about this. When you, when you breathe in, in your heart and you think of, uh, of your children or the, your spouse or you see a flower or something like that and you just lift yourself, lift yourself, that one. And I've been, uh, well, do you know, like for instance, I've been in situations where uh, there's been people in uniform that uh, thought that, well, this would be a nice guy to bash his head in oh, or something no. like that. Yes. And, but the thing is when, what I do in these situations is uh, I try to, instead of seeing him as a monster, instead of going into fear mode, because I know if I go into fear mode, the chances of me or someone else getting hurt, getting hurt are yeah. a lot bigger. Right. So what I try to, the, the word that works for me is I, I keep my mind busy. So I look at this person who is maybe screaming at me or something like that. I turn down the volume so I cannot hear the words because they will distract me. And then I keep re, re, uh, repeating the word divine, divine, divine. He's somebody's son. He's somebody's brother. He's somebody's father. 
divine, divine, he doesn't know what he's doing, divine, he believes what he's doing, you know. Because the thing is, everybody or most people do what they believe is right. Right. And yeah. th- this individual has been told that I am his enemy, that this person is up to something bad and he should be stopped at any cause. But what happens when in these situations, so far so good, I want to say, uh, when I've been able to focus on love and what I do is I look into these black eyes because they go very black in people that are that angry and so pumped up by adrenaline. What I'm looking for is this spark of humanity. And if you just stay focused in balance inside, look for the spark, turn down the volume, then suddenly, I tell you, you can see it. There's something that just ignites in their eye. And from that second, I know I'm safe. And from that second, I know that I screwed up his career because he will not be able to go that brutal, violent way anymore. Something has changed. There's a seed, a, I don't know what to call it, but some kind of divine spark that has entered into this uh, individual's dark uh, area. And uh, normally what happens after that is like five, ten minutes later, we're sitting down talking and he's describing, you know, my my wife doesn't understand me or I went fishing with my son or whatever. And at several times I've been given their private cards saying if you need any help or something here's my private number or something and i'm just sitting there this is absolutely magical you know like here this individual wanted to kill me 10 minutes ago and now we're sitting next to each other and that is the force of love the that is the the power is incredible so that that is the thing that i i try to focus on oh you you've got Mm -hmm. a, a great heart by the way i must say I don't know. I I have only got one, so I can't compare <laughs> it to a bad one. Hilarious. But, uh, yes. But what I've tried to I've tried to purify my mind over the years, and uh, because otherwise I I can't do any I can't make a difference. And, right. Uh, because it, this is also the thing. If you if I'm attacked or if somebody tries to slander me or something like that, it's a really good test to see. Where I, why am I at? Am I in balance? Am I not? Am I, do you know? So I don't very often get uh, criticized or attacked. And I th- tell you, that is the reason why, because I try to stick to truth. Uh, also because I got a lousy memory when it comes to my own private things. So <laughs> I, that's, I make it easy for yeah. myself. I stick to the truth. Right. I don't have to remember anything. That also, and, re- oh, sorry, go ahead. No, please. I was going to say that reminds me of, uh, I believe, a photo you have on your personal Facebook page there. Um, when we, when you were talking earlier here, all I could remember or think about was something you had posted that says, what you allow is what will continue. And that kept running through my head while you were talking. This is the thing with these dark forces. I don't know how, but it's almost like this setup of this matrix. There are, speci- there are certain rules. And the, the darker forces that are there, I think, on a, on the ultimate level is there to help us evolve. Uh, without that, we would be bored to tears. Without drama, we wouldn't be able to evolve. So that is also why I don't judge them. Uh, I try to not judge. But when I'm attacked, uh, and criticized, what I, what I do is just to, um, like they say in Raja Yoga, disregard the wicked. Do not give it power, you know, do not enforce it by 
As soon as you defend yourself, you believe in attack. But if you just stand in absolute balance, you, you, it can slide off. But your ego is there and we say, well, how dare this individual? How dare? But it's just your ego talking. You know, the thing is there, I just see it as, um, as a test of how, how complete am I? If it gets to me, I know, okay, that spot, I need to heal that spot so that uh, next time it won't uh, affect me like this. And then in my heart, even though it's an absolute asshole in front of me, I thank him in my heart, not to his face always, but uh, for showing me. Because these are the things, the worst, the worst individuals in our life are the ones that can help us the most if we allow them to by showing us where we are not whole. So it's yeah, a, it's, that's, that's you a, know, that's it's a like a, a virus. Have yeah. you seen a virus? How, what a virus looks like? It, it looks like a piece of, uh, uh, it, it, it has a certain, uh, shape and it needs to have something to hook onto. Yeah. If the, if the body cell is totally beautiful and round and whole and complete, there's nothing to get, they can't get a grip. And so it has a problem. But as soon as it finds something where it can hook into, that's when you get in, infected. And so, yeah, you're I right. In, I'm, I'm glad uh, you told me this. I think I needed to hear this. I don't know. I think I did. But um, okay. yes, since you're in Spain right now, I, I did want to get your opinion. And those in Spain as well, the 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 normal citizen, I I am curious what your opinion is on our president Donald Trump. And what the opinion of the normal citizens think of Donald Trump out there. I don't think I've ever gotten that perspective here on this program. I tell you, I have absolutely no idea. I, I live in my small little bubble, uh, with my family and close friends. And so I have no idea what the people are talking about. Nothing in, in the papers, nothing like that. I don't read papers. I don't watch TV. Uh, but what I can tell you is that, uh, it's not a very positive image of Trump. I, it, well, it hasn't been a very well. That's not a image. shocker, Oli. You know, I'm not surprised to hear that. Nope, neither am I. But uh, if you look right. at how this game is played, I would say that uh, Trump is almost like the Joker. That is where the task for him is to create confusion. That that is the whole thing. If you notice, the, I haven't followed him at all because I don't look at uh, politics. I look at criminals and try to expose them. And, uh, well, all these people seem to be tied to criminals. Let's be honest. I am. What I'm saying is that they're super <laughs> yes. criminals. Oh yeah. There's, there's. I mean, look at Hillary. Uh, we're not talking about a politician. We're talking about a mass murderer and a super corrupt individual, just like her uh, husband Bill, who both of them were involved in very, very uh, horrible criminality, including the Iran Contra scandal, where he. Bill Clinton, his uh, uh, partner in crime, Dan Lasseter, and George Bush Sr. were some of the people who personally were at Nina, Arkansas, on the airstrip there, receiving the drugs. Yes, that, and I uh, spoke... part of starting the whole right. crack epidemic. And I had spoken, or I had interviewed, rather, Mr... Chip Satan. Ricky, or Freeway... Ricky uh, Ross, the, okay. the real yeah. one. So, you know, we talked about the whole Iran-Contra situation... And these are all like the same people almost that are involved with just about everything. It's just, it's ridiculous, really. And to be honest, I have heard uh, this whole thing is still going on today. I tell you, the reason why the JFK assassination is very important is because that 
power structure that slaughtered this man in Dili Plaza 1963. Right. They are still in place. The power structure is still in there. Some of the individuals are dead now because they've just uh, turned very old. But otherwise than that, it's the same uh, force that took over. And if you look at what happened, boom, in, D- in Dallas that day, that is when the whole thing spiraled out in so many different areas from rock, the rock scene, from uh, the military industrial complex, all the different wars, uh, uh, these type of things you had. Uh, uh, it's the whole Cold War scenario, all of that also evolved. And when you look back, you will see that it's the same individuals in the center of it all. The same players, yeah. The same, same faces. Players. George Bush Sr., he was the paymaster for the hit team Operation 40 that was, that was to a great part, uh, taking part of the killing of JFK. Multiple shooters came from Operation 40 and the paymaster was George Bush Sr., a young man at the time. He was in the Deltex building together with some of the shooters, but that, that was just one part of, I mean, we can go into any of these different areas where you will see that it's the same players. And that is also why I think instead of just saying year after year, how did they bring down the towers? Understand that they were brought down. They came down. There were more than two. There were three and more towers that went down that day. But these individuals that got away with it, what are they up to? Because they are still around. And I tell you, they're messing with your daily life uh, on a scale that you have absolutely no idea about. Yeah, and you know, you brought up Bill and you brought up Hillary. And we know the rumors of how both of them allegedly have visited Lolita Express along with one Donald J. Trump. And that's a, a sore subject for many people. Most people don't even want to get into that. However, I'm just saying, allegedly they have been, been in company with, with Jeffrey Epstein and we all know about him. I tell you, we are looking at super criminals. We are looking at the individuals that are in a layer where they call themselves the elite. They look upon us as useless eaters to quote dear old Heinz Kissinger or his name Henry. I would say Heinz. Right. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. They they are on a level where they look down on the rest of us with no emotion. And uh, the way they treat us is like absolute dirt and slaves and how to use us to their be- best uh, greed and desire. And on the level where they are, it is totally corrupt, including everything all the way into these horrific areas where pizza gates uh, and so on are leading us into. But uh, all of it is on these layers and it's on a global scale. It's not only in the U.S. It's the, it, this is also where the assassination of Olaf Palmer, he was one of the, this elite uh, players as well. But this is why it's so important because it doesn't matter if you're looking into chemtrails or GMOs or vaccines or assass- assassinations or the Federal Reserve or whatever it is you're looking into at this point, it will lead you down the same road and you will end up at the same point. So whatever we look at, it will help us dissolve and transcend the same problem. Definitely. And you mentioned the Twin Towers. And I I noticed something a little bit different this year. 
It's been a very long time, many, many years since the attack. And I kind of noticed that the mainstream media didn't, they, they didn't really put any heavy emphasis on the 9-11 attacks. Usually they go pretty heavy, uh, and, um, basically putting together all sorts of pieces uh, to document the whole 9-11 thing and put that out there. But it seems like this year they didn't really do that. Do you know, before the Bilderberg group sort of officially started to uh, exist in, I mean, this group was created in 1954 as part of the uh, world shadow government. And they met uh, at least once a year, every single year. And uh, they keep moving around the location every year, super high uh, protection, security, all of these things. Over all of these years, uh, most of the time, there were small little things in the newspaper saying, well, this uh, weekend, they're just going to have a nice little tea and coffee in that hotel in Sweden or in Luxembourg or in Chantilly, Virginia or wherever. But then it came to a point where more and more people became aware of that. Oh, my God, what is going on? How can these people from so many different uh, companies and banks and insurances and military intelligence and you name it all and presidents and royalties? How can they meet in total secrecy without us reacting? Oh, yeah. So, right. So more and more people started becoming aware of the Bilderberg meeting and I mean, when I started looking into them, I was also a speaker outside the, the meeting in 2014 in Denmark. But there, there was nothing about them, absolutely nothing. Now, that if you check out the Bilderberg Group on, on the Internet, you will find millions of hits. But the way the media uh, handled it, mainstream media, was that the last few years when people were really starting to find out, they were pumping out this thing, you know, like how oh, we're just the fantasies and conspiracy theories and blah, 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 blah. It, it, you're just making it all up. You, you know what's funny? Let, let me just stop you there. Hold that thought one second. It, it's, I have to say this to you. It, it, it's hilarious. Well, to me, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, back when all of this was going on with September 11th, that was kind of the catalyst for me, uh, to, to, uh, awaken myself really I, that was basically the moment in time where i knew certainly something was a little bit fishy there and i actually got in trouble uh in high school because of it Oli, when when that happened and all these people that i once argued with they're now conspiracy theorists it's kind of kind of amusing to me Oli. First of all, I want to say that conspiracy theory and conspiracy theories, it's a CIA term that was uh, coined by them, right? Coined by the CIA no to point at anyone who started asking questions. relevant questions. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you started, mm -hmm. they would throw this one at you. And also, if they couldn't hit you with that one, then it would be anti-Semite or that you were a Holocaust denier. Yeah. Even I've even seen interviews about 9-11 where they were talking about uh, if uh, Building 7 was uh, uh, controlled demolition or not. And suddenly the, the interviewer just came in and said, but my God, you're just a ho Holocaust denier. I mean, I thought we were talking about technical things about bringing down a building and then they they couldn't get around it. So, boom. And that's what they do. That's what they do. And it, do you know, like uh, Voltaire is said to have, uh, is said, to have said that uh, to find out who controls you, Find out who you're not allowed to criticize. Very important statement, I would say. And uh, have a look at that one, and you will see straight to uh, the power core of some of these things. 
But Certainly. I forgot where I was before. Yeah, but the, with the Bilderberg meeting. Yeah, so the Bilderberg meeting. What happened was that when they couldn't deny the existence of this group anymore because just too many people knew about it, right. then suddenly they turned around and and started presenting them as, oh, is this really nice uh, group of mostly elder men? That yeah, they just started, yeah, they just started doing that for sure. They turned it around. And here... They, with 9-11, it's the exact same thing. They, they're getting to a point where they're very afraid of writing anything because people will just be all over them saying, this is absolutely not true. And by the way, it's totally ridiculous. So that is why they're avoiding these areas now. And then maybe in a year or so, they will to- totally turn around and say, yeah, but of course the buildings were brought down by this or that because it's going to be exposed very shortly, officially as well, I think, because they just can't keep hiding it i mean the thing is if you look at the uh, the logistics if you take a steel wall and you take a coca-cola can of aluminum aluminum and you just take it and squash it up against the wall what do you think will happen will the the aluminum uh, can just slide into the building and then if you put a, a light underneath will these steel walls just be dustified I think not, because it's absolutely ridiculous, the oh, official yes. story. When you look at I told my daughter once about this when she was about five or six. She was asking about these buildings that came down, and I said, well, I told her the official story. She looked at me and she said, Dad, yes. I said, why are you lying to me? I'm a child. I'm not stupid. <laughs> and there you go. I lost my case. Smart kid. Not not smart, just not brain dead, not brainwashed into believing what she was told. Pre-programmed. She was just looking, pre-programmed, you know, like she just, that's not possible. I know it's not. In the history of all structural engineering, the, the steel frame high rise building, buildings have, have never been brought down due to fires. Uh, and that's either before or since 9-11. So how can fires have brought down three in one day? How is that even possible, Oli? But it's not even fires. <laughs> they were they were dustified. Oh my! Yes, it everything goes even further. was turned into dust. How is that possible? How is it possible? These Very buildings that, that should have been like at least 13 stories high, just heaps of rubble. But there's nothing. There's no furniture, no bodies, no telephones, no file cabinets, no nothing, no desks, no chairs. Everything turned into dust. What is what happened? And Very I would suggest dust. that what we're looking at is a they. This was one of the, or if not the biggest, if you compare it to JFK and 9/11, these were the two major ones and the two best one of these conspiracies. I mean, after JFK, 50 years down the road, we're still confused. 9/11, we're still arguing. So these ones are you have to give it to them. At the same time, they could not fail. They could not fail. So I think that with these two buildings, they were rigged with all type of weaponries aimed at them. Controlled demolition, uh, mini nukes, direct, uh, direct energy, uh, whatever it took. They could not have them sort of halfway down. They needed everything. And this is also why you have all of these very weird phenomena around the area with the burning cars. The cars, yeah. Um, the cars, you know, half the car is totally burnt. The other one is, well, even the engine blocks, the rest of the car is totally intact. Uh, 
you know, paper survived, but everything else got dustified. Aluminum, paper, some rubber things survived. Everything else dustified. What are we looking at? So major. And I think instead of focusing on exactly what technique that was used, let's just uh, agree on they were brought down by super criminals. So let's find the criminals, find what they're up to. And once we get them, then we can set them down and listen John or Paul or whatever your name is, we know that you're in and now that you have told us uh, to maybe make uh, the future a bit more pleasant for you. Maybe you can share with us what type of technology was used because that might be technology that can be very beneficial right. for and humankind. Are you referring to the work of one Judy Wood? I'm referring to that I'm not an expert, but I think what she's saying makes a lot of sense. It, it does, certainly. <laughs> She, she makes some pretty good, good points on certain, on some things, I would have to say. I'll give her her credit. What I'm saying is that she is not pointing fingers anywhere. She's looking at what, what happened, you know, right, the, right. the effects of something was used here. And <clears throat> I don't, I just don't understand why the whole 9-11 movement are divided around an individual. I think let's learn from all of them. Anyone yeah. that steps forward and has something to bring to the table, let's listen. Because these things are so multilayered and so by design. So these jigsaws need, there are thousands of pieces that yeah, need to fit pieces in. Pieces to the know? puzzle, so right, let, right. Let's learn from each other. Yeah, and I'm with you on that. That is a, a good way of looking at it, no doubt. And one thing that always gets me, Oli, is that um, we know for a fact that certain people in this country, in our government, my government, they knew that that there was going to be some sort of attack, but they didn't exactly know when. That is a fact. And one, one thing, however, that does get me is Mayor Rudy Giuliani, who allegedly had prior information to the attacks himself, and when he's questioned about it, he kind of doesn't answer at all. He just kind of either smiles or ignores it completely. Rudy, you are totally in on it. Let's get this truth out there. Benjamin Netanyahu, totally in on it, and so on and so on. They, these individuals that looks nice on TV, super, super, super criminals and mass murderers, including Larry Silverstein and these type of individuals. But that's just one layer of the whole thing. Exactly. But, <clears throat> and by the way, did you know that uh, dear Rudy and uh, Benjamin Netanyahu both were at the London bombings? Were they? Uh, when that... Yeah, when oh, that happened, no, I didn't just know down that. the road. Oh my. These people are, are friends inside the whole thing. So it's, it's, uh, how we let them get away with it, it, it beats me. I don't get it at all. And of course, every time something tragic happens, there's always some sort of drill the day before or, or after. That's always something I found slightly amusing. The drill is always there, but now we're talking false flag operations. When yeah. these are inside jobs, the drill is always there. It's necessary for them to be able to bring in vehicles to close off the area, to bring in crisis actors, directors, catering, you name it. It's insane. Uh, it's insane. It is the same, the same, the same. It is the same theme being played out over and over and over and over and over again and again. So my question is not how how they do it. My yes. question is how how asleep can we be? How asleep? It's like 
if you're watching the same Rocky movie and you're expecting a different ending, and then when <laughs> yeah. you come to Rocky 34 and he's still <laughs> the one that wins, you get surprised. It's the same here. That's right. And I would strongly suggest after 30 odd years looking into these type of things and by some considered as one of the leading experts in the world, if, how should I put it? <clears throat> when you look at these things, I strongly suggest once again that it is a small little unit, a NATO unit that is being transported on a global scale, international. You will see that all of these attacks happens in NATO countries, very often in the same police districts where they control the exact same people. Very often you will see the exact same actors, the same police commissioners or deputies, or you have the same individuals appearing again and again. And then you have, <clears throat> so what I would really want to suggest is it's almost like a rock group on a global tour, like the Pink Floyd going to Stuttgart in Germany, then oh, to I London, like England, That's then awesome. to Melbourne, Australia, then to Fort Lauderdale and so on. It's playing out the exact same theme, the exact same setup, everything. So I believe that they're transported in army planes from NATO base to NATO base or American Air Force base. They're flown in. Then uh, they're transported in buses on location where a drill is set up. This drill, like I said, is there to be able to push us normal people away so that we will not interfere or understand anything is going on. <clears throat> and then the drill will be used for rehearsal, but also footage where they make these uh, high-quality images of terror uh, victims but also a very blurry the video footage. I call it the catwalk of terror. When you see somebody walking around, a very blurry video. Uh, everybody's turning their back to the camera. You will see a few victims uh, on the pavement and some normal people are sitting or normal. Uh, other civilians are sitting, taking care of them around them. It's standard, the whole thing. Then you have a patsy prepared, Allah Akbar. You will have the Quran found there and an ISIS flag just so we uh, cannot be in doubt. But just in case, let's put a passport there as well. Uh, this whole guy will look super, super um, uh, Islamic with a big beard and uh, have a name that nobody can remember. So it will be Allah Akbar or something like that. And uh, the reason why they always want him alone or fanatic is that if he's alone, then by law, there's no conspiracy and it can be dealt with in a totally different way than should it be a crime with multiple people involved. The reason they want him crazy is because then there's no motive or a fanatic. Then the reason is that he was a fanatic. They don't want you to look into the reason why. Then you have the whole setup with crisis actors where... Uh, these people are amputees, uh, people that have had uh, lost their legs or arms in by car the, accidents. By the way, we, so we saw a bunch of, um, well, the Internet did. We saw lots of Craigslist uh, um, listings for actors and protesters. It's, it's really strange to see that. No, it's not. It's just that you. This, this is the first time you noticed it's been there for years. But... Uh, the thing is, what, what has come up recently that I haven't known about before is that now you can rent a crowd as well. Crowdsondemand.com. Oh, Crowdsondemand.com. No. There's a crowdondemand.com? Yep. Stationed oh, in no. LA. And uh, it can, you can rent a crowd That's anywhere. Terrible. You can, if you want to rally, if you want protesters, if you want fans for your band, or if you want a political 
the thing where you want fans. Yeah, I've process. heard of that. Yeah, I've heard of getting a crowd for some sort of like a, a talk show or something of that nature, but not not for that. That's that's kind of strange. No. Yeah, that's something Check else. Check them out, crowdsondemands.com. And uh, they were the ones that you're referring to now in Charlottesville. But the, the thing was that they they the where place where they actually gathered was in Charlotte, North, uh, North Carolina, not in Charlottesville. Uh, Virginia, but there's only like a four and a half hour drive between the two places. So I would very much suggest that this is what was being used in Charlottesville as well. I see it now. Where, yeah. The, the crowds on demand.com slash political dash services. Yeah. That is just gross. And if you see in their CV and so on, they say that they have delivered crowds to all over the U.S. for years and they're very successfully. They can also help you with script if you need help with that. But also you've got companies like crisis-solutions.com or crisis-cast or crisis-actors.org. These type of companies provide you with all that is needed for a terror event, but they call it a terror simulation. You see, Oli, this is why being a journalist is almost um, seen as a bad thing here in America. It seems like the lack of integrity has just gone out gone completely out the window here it's truly sad to see i used to i used to be a journalist i say former journalist on when i in my presentations because i'm not proud of that word anymore i used to be a proud journalist now there's no one left it's people like you and me that that are doing the job because the the ones that are supposed to do it they're you know checking out what britney spears has for breakfast or whatever football team is or whatever is on X Factor or something like that. that. That's the, that's kind of the issue that I always bring up to many people when we get into these kind of conversations about that we are kind of the, the small percentage and the, the ones that the, the masses they are concentrating and focusing on things that really don't matter, like Kim Kardashian or Britney Spears or or something along the the, the lines of pop culture, and it, it's difficult. I always say, how do we get how do we get the masses to actually focus in on something that is important? You don't. You focus on yourself. You cannot change anyone else. But what you can do That's is right. change you really can't. yourself and your actions. And when you choose the right path for you, the one that gives you goosebumps, it will go show you in the right direction. And if the more you purify yourself, your mind, you let go of greed and fear and all of these things, it will take you into areas where you will start inspire others and it will take you in the direction of truth. And that is the way to do. And then that will then send out uh, rings in the water going out, 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 and it will affect people. You just like if you're in a bad mood, you will encounter people in a certain way and they will turn the back on you and get really irritated or pissed off with your behavior, then they will go home and kick the dog or the cat and hit the, the wife or oh whatever. My, yeah. But if you turn it around and you live and you walk in love and harmony, it will spread. And if you can do that combined with fearlessness so that you, you approach these things, but without violence, that inspires people, you know, and kindness is cool. Uh, you know, Random acts of kindness spreads incredible uh, energy waves around them. And it even reaches the heart of right. soldiers and SWAT teams and so on. So yeah, and, this, and, is the, mm-hmm. this is the reason. This is the reason, you know, like if somebody said, uh, 
oh, go down to the Hells Angels headquarters. I would have no problem whatsoever. I would go in there, no problem. Maybe I wouldn't come out. That's another one. That's a different but issue, yeah. That's a different issue, but I would enter. Yes. If if there if I could make a difference for the better, if I could not, I wouldn't. I mean, it's not a matter of being stupid either. Right. And but I I oh go ahead, sorry. No, I just want to say that I was in Sweden a while ago, and somebody from the Hell's Angels told me that Hell's Angels was actually watching my presentations about false flags because oh, wow. they say that they are <laughs> they are being used in these operations as the patsy. Many things are blamed on Hell's Angels in Sweden, and they said we didn't do it. But normal people are just, as soon as you say Hell's Angels, it's just like saying Allah Akbar in certain areas. You know? Oh, my. You're, you're Muslim equals terrorist. And here, Hell's Angels, you're, you're a criminal. So the, the powers behind the scenes are using these different things against us. We're being played. So I thought that was quite a fun. Yeah, that's interesting. But totally not surprised. They would be open-minded to this sort of thing. But um, switching gears here slightly on you, Oli, I, I was curious. Are, are you a religious man? Absolutely not. Not at all. Not at all. When it comes to religion, your parents weren't. What you, your your parents it, weren't religious or anything like that. They didn't instill anything of that nature into you um, as an adolescent, a youth. It depends. It depends on what you mean by religion, because the way I see religion, it's a power tool that is used to control the masses. Oh, and I when agree. When it comes to when it comes to spirituality, I'm super spiritual. You know, oh, okay. that I, mm-hmm. I live in spirituality. So, and, but not new age. To, I, 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 for me, it's very simple. Love or fear, love or hate. Which one do you choose in any, in any single situation, every single minute? Which one do you want to choose? And I try to choose what I call love. And that's my religion. Do you believe in an afterlife? I have no idea. I know that it makes it easier for me to do because that makes it easier for me to be fearless. It's very comforting, so I, right? If you believe that. Yeah. 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 Right. And then, I mean, who can, who can tell the, the, the day my heart stops beating, I will know. Then it's either, oh, screw it. I, I, I spent my whole life believing this and there was nothing, but, or there is an afterlife and then, I sort of walk out and it's been like at the cinema, the lights comes on and I'm like, wow, I had no idea about this. I was just watching a movie. And uh, so whatever the truth is, it makes it easier for me to believe it. So I believe it. It make, it gives me comfort and uh, I become more fearless. So that works for me. What about in terms of extraterrestrials? Do you believe that we are alone in this big island we're the only ones out here, or do you think there's life out there, Oli? I think we're living in an illusion. I think we're living in a matrix, and I have absolutely a matrix no, system. I don't know what it is. Uh, I've I've taken ayahuasca and and different uh, type of things like this, where I've seen sort of the matrix dissolve, uh, and I don't know. I mean, wow, like, you, you took a very, the, very powerful hallucinogen there. I've only taken uh, mushrooms a few times, but wow, you went, you went all out with that. I've been on what do you call it, all out with, in many that different That means areas. you went in there, yeah. That's that's very, very powerful stuff. I'm glad you actually got to experience that. I'm a little bit uh, fearful of doing that myself. There's a reason you should be fearful because these are very, very potent, powerful uh, stuff. Yeah. 
doors that opens up to things that we are not aware of. So uh, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, I would not. I wouldn't and either. I, and but what I think is, whenever if you if you use uh, things that hallucin, what do you call it? hallucinate? Oh, what is that called? Hallucinogen. Just, yes. Hallucinogens right. or whatever. You you need to be very steady in yourself, very balanced, and choose the area you do it. Uh, I would prefer, you know, like an open, beautiful space. Right. Uh, so these type of things, because then it it will give you a more beautiful experience that can lift you because otherwise if you're not balanced inside and you use these type of things uh, oof, yeah you gotta have scary, a, you gotta scary. be yeah you gotta be on a on a very um good mindset and not be negative during the time because of whatever issues you have hidden back of your head those will be brought forward during this experience time and time again but it's but isn't that like uh, what life does to us anyway? It certainly does. Way. I mean, you could get the same experience by taking a shower at times. You'll, you'll be taking a shower and all of a sudden you're contemplating what you did when you were seven years old. Yep. Yeah. Um, by the way, but how do you, how, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Oli. Didn't mean to cut No, you but off. also, also the experiences that are brought into your life, you know, like, uh, I don't know about you, but if you think you're going bold, suddenly you see bold people all over the place. If your girlfriend is pregnant, suddenly you see pregnant women all uh, over the yeah. place. The well, universe. Is, yeah. Yeah. What is that? You know, how is those how synchronicities? Yeah, man. I'm telling you, I, 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 people don't realize how many signs the universe sends them, but they don't realize it. Their eyes are not fully open yet. I know for sure my eyes are not fully open yet. I'm, I'm learning. We're learning, more. right. And also I think by, by appreciation, the more grateful you are for these things that you experience, the more they will happen. The more you see synchronicity, these, this beautiful thing called synchronicity, the more you see it and, and appreciate it. Just like if you have a spoiled child and you give them a gift and the, the child just throws it away and says, blah, <laughs> you won't give that child another one. Correct. But if the child really appreciates it, it gives it, it's more fun for the giver to do it again. And I think whatever is in the universe, it works similarly so that uh, appreciation and gratitude is a key to these things and be aware and also to become aware of all the things we're surrounded by. Certainly. And we are coming to the end of the interview. I, I do not want to take too much time off your hands here, but you, you said you don't watch TV. You don't, you don't pay attention to any of that. So what does Oli do for fun? What are you doing when, when you're not discussing, uh, the issues with the universe? What's going on with you, sir? I said, uh, I do not have a TV. I mean, I do watch movies. I do, but I don't watch, uh, uh movies. Okay. Movies. What, what are we watching, Oli? I'm curious. <laughs> Anything from, from, uh, I love Breaking Bad. Ah, uh, nice, nice. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, no, anything in documentaries, friends, you name it. I mean, things that, uh, makes you laugh, have a good time and whatever. But I'm very aware of news and I'm very aware of how it's being used. Also, how documentaries are being used to influence us in whatever way they want us to believe things. Yeah. Um, so now it, I tell you, when I, if I start uh, looking normal at normal TV news, I get a headache within 30 seconds, 35 seconds. 
I thought, oh my God, this is because at this point the level of propaganda. Oh, I know, I know. It it is not news; it is propaganda. Our sensory perception is just going off the walls when when I watch TV as well. It's just it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I tell you, I just try to enjoy whatever is in front of me or around me. Right. And uh, and uh, that gives me a good laugh sometimes. And uh, normally I'm I feel very content. I but see. it's also because I'm super blessed in my life. I'm absolutely super blessed. The thing is, I tell you, if you got my skin color, I mean, just that thing should in this. In this world where it's so unjust in so many different areas, I mean, I'm male, I'm white, I've got a passport that makes me so that I can travel around. I got a child, I got a beautiful spouse that is just wonderful with me. I'm, we have cats, I can breathe, I've got health. I mean, come on. How many cats is do you got, not, by the way, Oli? We've got five cats. Holy crap, got, five. Five cats and we've got uh, seven chickens and a rooster. And uh, sometimes we do. We have what we call the chicken meditation. We you got to be careful uh, with those chickens, by the way, Oli. They carry parasites sometimes. No, they don't. They don't. I thought someone got rather sick one time. I I vaguely knew this one uh, female. She got sick. I don't know from what, but she had a bunch of chickens that she was um, raising. I don't know the full but, extent there, but I'm just throwing that out there. But the thing is, life is a risk. You might die one day. That's true. As soon as you get in your car, you might die. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to enjoy my chickens. <laughs> Oli, you have a tremendous um, outlook uh, on life and you have a great heart and I respect you tremendously. And I do want to thank you so much for being a part of the program. And um, if you have any new work uh, on the horizon, go ahead and, and talk to me a little bit about that before I cut you loose here. First of all, thank you so much for inviting me. And uh, if I can mention my website, it's Light on Conspiracies. Right, go ahead. Light, lightonconspiracies.com, because that is exactly what I try to do, spread light into the darkest of the dark corners. And uh, I've got uh, Patreon, uh, donation buttons, uh, newsletter. My, I've got several books on, on Amazon. And also my, my sweetheart Kim has, uh, written a book called, or edited a book. She's, she doesn't want to say she's an author, but it's called So What Can I Do? And it's a, a book where she's put down 14 questions for people that are sort of in the process of the so-called awakening that are, and uh, she's put forward the same 14 questions to people like, uh, Max Egan, David Icke, uh, Kevin Barrett, uh, Sophia Smallstone. Carrie Cassidy, Cynthia McKinney, uh, myself, Sam Gardner. And then the, what I find is this book is really amazing because it is a book that when somebody is in the, taking the first steps into this area, it's very hard for them to sort of defend their points of view or to know what is needed and so on. So by using this book, it can like help to build a bridge between spouses, families, uh, colleagues, and so on. So I can really recommend it. And what I really nice. like as well is that all different, all eight different researchers, when it comes to the all the opinions are very different, but the base is the same, that it is love and unity that is the solution. So you asked me about if I've got anything up, and I tell you there's oh, yes. things moving for, forward 
quite fast here, possibly. I have very recently uh, got in touch with uh, Robert David Steele, a former CIA analyst. Yeah, I'll be and, talking to him and, very soon again. Yeah, and Cynthia McKinney as well. And uh, who Lovely is people. one kind of a powerhouse that oh, one. I, I, I love both of them so much. They are incredible people, incredible minds, really. And what we're talking about is that I'm coming over to the States and join the ride, this uh, uh, on-rig uh, tour. Oh, wow. You're going to be a part. You're going to be on the tour. Yeah, that is the oh, idea here. Yeah, I'm going to have a Skype call within an hour. So we're trying to arrange the whole thing. Uh, but nice. that is the, the general idea and hopefully get it filmed and pumped out. And uh, so that the idea is to go, I think they've been planning to do like 10,000 miles in these, uh, in this RV to all different uh, areas of the states and so on and just help to enlighten people on how to free themselves. You know, everything transparent, nonviolent and but to take the power back, to take the power back to where it belongs. Right. And if you um, make it to California, I'll go out and uh, say hi to you guys. Fantastic. Yeah, it'll be fantastic. good times. So once again, thank you so much for being a part of the program. And I definitely will invite you again for a round two of this discussion. Oli, you're a great man. Uh, stay safe out there, Oli. Like to say, it takes one to know one. So thank you so much. And uh, anytime you want me back, just let me know. No problem, Oli. Godspeed, my friend. Would it be okay if I ended with a prayer? No, no doubt. Go ahead. Okay. Not that I'm a religious person. It's okay. But, uh, I, I have this prayer that I absolutely love, and it goes like this. May the entire universe be filled with peace and joy, love and light. May everyone, and especially the ones who heard us, be filled with peace and joy, love and light. May the light of truth overcome all darkness, so victory to that light. Very nice. Very nice indeed. So once again, Oli, thank you so much for being here. It's been an absolute honor and privilege to finally sit down and talk to you, sir. You too. Thank right, you so buddy. much. Good day. Good day. Now, that was Oli Damagard. Great, great guest. If you are listening to this on a replay, keep in mind you can listen every Saturday night at 7, actually 8 p.m. I'm not sure why I said 7. I guess I'm thinking about last week. No, that's at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 11 p.m. Eastern Time, live on the TuneIn Radio app. And if you enjoy this program and want to help keep the program expanding, go to michaeldeacon.com and donate a few dollars. I profoundly appreciate it. Also, this program completely depends on its listeners. That means you sitting there right now. Be a friend and share the show. I'm Michael Deacon. Thank you for listening. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody. Sherry. Right in the car now. I'm not that way. I'm a Christian. It's not about a bad yeah. Not bad, okay. <laughs> you the Illuminati, yeah, we might go into the Illuminati, but the Illuminati certainly is part of the whole thing. The top members of the Illuminati are open bushes. I could tell that all the mainstream media outlets were giving me, like, bullshit. Like, you can just see it. It's clear. <laughs> How appropriate. I wish I could be in that ring with Holden right now. It's crazy. I had no idea this shit existed before 776. Oh, 
call her Granny. I like Granny. I'm gonna keep it real. A lot of good content. A lot of a lot of cool topics. You know, I, yeah, I feel you know fortunate to have an opportunity. Speaking of really, 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 really. Yeah, Mr. Rusev. That's him. I like that man. It's the simplest shit. You go in there, you see the button, then you say, "Hey, don't look up your phone. Don't look up. You might even die about midnight. That's what I want." Just for what it's worth, I want to put in my two cents to tell you I'm gonna hold that. Yeah, the most incredibly well-rounded. Introducing the greatest tag team on the radio. Guess what, You were you were a headline guy, I'm and still then a headline guy. You know what you, I mean. For a while you popped out. Now you're coming back. For I a while, back. for a while it's you were I actually do, you, you know were running I mean? you were running a gym. Tell us about that. Running a gym. Weren't you Why running you a gym at some point? Supposed to be a news guy. <laughs> That's our research. You aren't. You this aren't. Is ridiculous. I come on CNN, and the guy don't even know what he's talking about. Go ahead. You at no point were you running a gym? Um, no, no, running a gym. What no, you, you need didn't a workout? Time out? Jesus fucking Christ with these guys. I come on the news for two seconds and, and you want to say, every All time right. I do an interview, a guy wants to open his fucking mouth. Can't All right, even Andrew, do a little thank fucking you very much. Here. We thought that you, you could know, hold go back. fuck yourself. You know what? All I'm right. Fuck the whole fucking network. We'll go back to uh, talking about Art Carney.